The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. We are in week two of this uh, series we began last week called Summer Reading. And uh, the way the series works is that each week we are using a different book, one of six books, and the list of the books is there inside your bulletin. And uh, actually, uh, for several weeks leading up to the series, we provided those books at a really deep discount for you to purchase. But each week what we're doing is we're using one of those books as a springboard to talk about spiritual truth. And uh, today's book that we're using uh, is the book entitled uh, Weird. Uh, It's a weird book. Uh, Here it is, right here. It's Weird uh, by Craig Groeschel. And Craig, uh, Pastor Groeschel is the pastor of Life Church. Uh, It's a large multi-site church originally based in Oklahoma. Uh, It's got campuses all over the United States. And by the way, a little uh, trivia here. the tech team at Life Church uh, was the team of people that developed the very popular uh, Pokemon app. No, not Pokemon. They developed, uh, just joking, they developed the uh, version, the Bible app that everybody uses. So uh, anyway, it's a great, uh, a great book. Uh, I hope that you'll read it uh, and take a look at it. Um, here's, here's the idea, kind of the big idea that I want to use this morning and I want us to talk about today. Uh, and it's this. Most people in our world today are driven to try to be normal. You know, even, you know, it's funny to me, even students or even groups of people who think, oh, they're just trying to be different. Well, but there's a large group of you all trying to be different. You're just trying to be like, like everybody else. And no one, no one wants to admit it. Nobody wants to ever say this out loud. But if you look at the way people are all living the same, it's, it's as though everybody's trying to be like everybody else. We're all just trying to fit in. In fact, if you call somebody weird, you know, it's kind of an insult. Uh, nobody wants to be weird. Well, guess what? Uh, the teachings of Jesus are pretty weird. In fact, listen, here's what Jesus said. Matthew 7, uh, beginning in verse 13. Uh, it's on the outline. It's on the screen. Follow along as I read. Jesus said, enter through the what kind of gate? What did he say? Narrow. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And, and how many people does he say will enter through that gate? Many. The Bible says many enter through it. So think about this. Broad, wide, huge, huge right? Huge, huge is the road. That was a little bit of political humor if you didn't get that. Um, and and is the gate that the majority of people today travel through. In other words, it's, it's in the crowd where we often you know, find this sense of comfort where we'll say, look at all of the people, all the other people just doing exactly what we're doing, going where we're all going, living how we're living. We're all normal. You know, we must be okay because this is what the majority of people are doing and this is where the majority of people are going. And people find comfort in that, being like everybody else. Unfortunately, though, Jesus said, many, you know, the crowd, we could say normal people, they're all on this broad road that leads to destruction. And then he said this, he said, but small is the gate, 
Narrow is the road that leads to what? Life. Life. You know, one of the theme verses here at Coastal is John 10.10. It's on your, on your bulletin there. Jesus said, for I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so he says, narrow is this path that leads to life. And then how many people does he say find it? Jesus said, how many? Only a few. So today, if you find yourself on the, the broad road, going where the majority is going and doing what the majority are doing, let me just say this as sincerely and humbly as I can. If your life looks like everybody else's life, if you're just simply doing what everybody else is doing and you're pretty normal, it could be. It's very possible that you're on the broad road that leads to destruction. Because when you abandon normal and you leave the normal path and you get on the smaller road where few people are, normal people are going to think you're weird. Because different, you know, is weird today. You know, normal people think you're weird. They're going to think you're different because they're going to see that your life is not like everybody else's life. So here's what I want to do today. I want to invite you, I want to challenge you to follow Jesus and to get a little weird. In fact, that's what this book is all about, being weird. Because, listen to this, this is my point today. Even if you put the Bible aside for a moment, okay? You know, if that's possible, just put the Bible aside and let's just look at it from a very practical standpoint. Wouldn't you agree that normal is not working? I mean, it, it's not. I mean, th- think about it for a second. W- what is normal today? That, let's look at some different areas of life. Think about normal as far as like your schedules today. What is normal for people's schedules? Overwhelmed, overworked, rushed, stressed, panicked. Never seeming to have enough time for for what's important and always just focused on the urgent and missing out, missing out on the best. What's normal today as far as money goes? Let's be really honest with each other. You know what normal is? Normal is broke. Normal is pursuing material things that never satisfy. Normal is debt. You know, uh, credit card. You know what the new credit card debt is today? Student loan debt. That's normal. Normal is, is financial fear. Normal is fighting with, you know, your spouse about money and about bills. Again, think about your professional life. Think about work. What's normal today? Working for a paycheck. People all over doing things they don't even like doing just to get by. Normal is feeling like deep inside, man, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something better. But you're not willing to pursue that out of fear. What about relationships? What's normal in relationships today? You know what normal is? Honestly, it's hopping from bed to bed to bed with different people until you move in together, pretending like you're married until without the covenant of marriage until you finally do get married, and then about five to seven years into the marriage, when things are difficult and aren't going well, normal is what? It's divorce. It's leaving. I mean, come on, let's just be honest with each other for a moment. Normal's not working. 
So here's the big idea for this book and this message today. If you want what normal people have, well, you just keep doing what normal people do. But if you want what few people have, be willing to do what few people do. Did you get that? Think about it. If you want a normal life, hey, go ahead, go for it. Just live like everybody else. Live like the world. If, though, you want something more, if you believe there is something different, something better than just the path that the, that the majority is traveling down, then you've got to abandon normal. You've got to leave the broad road, get onto the narrow path, and people will call you weird. If you want what few people have, peace, joy, a sense of fulfillment, security, meaning, eternal destiny. If you want what few people have, then you better be willing to do what few people what? Do. I mean, think about this. The teachings of Jesus were weird. I mean, if you really analyze it, they were mega weird. I mean, think about how weird Jesus' teaching is compared to what the world considers normal today. I mean, normal, and this is really not even normal today, but normal might say, okay, well, sure, you know, if you're in a relationship, don't commit adultery. Normal might say that, maybe. But yet Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. Okay, that's normal. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You know what that is? That's weird. Okay, what about this one? Ricky Bobby. Okay? The majority. Normal says, if you ain't first, you're what? You're last. And yet Jesus said in Matthew 20, so the last will be first, and the first will be last. That's weird. Jesus said in Luke 6.38, give and it'll be given to you. That's weird. Normal says, take it and it'll be given to you. Matthew 5, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now stop right there for a second. Think about this. What exactly is Jesus saying here? He is saying, normal says, the majority says, again, when he says, you have heard it said, only love those that are like you. Hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Is that weird today or what? That is. In Matthew 5, 38 and 39, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Again, what's he saying there when he goes, you have heard that it was said. He's saying the broad way, the majority, the normal way is is if somebody hurts you, you take revenge. You get even, you get back. But I tell you, don't resist an evil person. If they strike you on the cheek, turn the other. That's weird. I mean, I could just keep going and going and going. The teaching of Jesus, the teaching of the Bible, it leads us off the normal path. It leads us off the path that the majority, that normal people are going onto a different, a different narrow road. And if you want what normal people have, you just keep going with the flow of this world. 
But if you want what few people have, you got to be willing to do what few people do. And I'm telling you, listen to me. If you look at normal today, normal's not working. Normal is messed up. Here are two simple thoughts from this book. Two points I want to make today. Number one, weird people don't think like normal people think. Say that out loud with me. Okay, let's say it together at the count of three. One, two, three. Weird people, okay, hold on. This is the repeating part of the message, okay? When I get to the end of three, we're all going to say this together. Here we go. One, two, three. Weird people don't think like normal people think. The Bible puts it this way, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. In other words, don't be like normal people. But then he says this. Let God transform you. Let him change you into a new person by changing the way you what? You think. Then you'll come to know what God wants you to do and you'll know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. In other words, not what the crowd wants you to do. Not not the path that everybody seems to be going, but what God wants for you. I love the way the message paraphrases this. It says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you just fit into it without even what? Thinking. Wouldn't you agree today that people today just go with the flow without even thinking about what they're doing, without even thinking how they're living? Weird people don't think the same way. They don't think the way other people think. In fact, this book, Weird, kind of breaks down uh, the thought process of, of weird people in, in, in several different areas. It teaches you to, teach, uh, to think differently about your time, about money, uh, about relationships, about how you, how you date, how you prepare for marriage, uh, how you marry and raise your kids. Uh, it talks about thinking differently about sex. Because I think we'd have to admit that the world's value system when it comes to sex and relationships is totally messed up. It talks about thinking differently about values, about what it is to have kingdom values and not worldly values. Why is it so important the way you think? Because the way you think determines how you behave. What you think Helps to determine what you become. So let's think about it for a second. How does the world think about managing their time? You know, the majority of people, the, the crowd basically says, you know, when, when something comes up about your schedule, about adding something to your already overcrowded, you know, calendar, the, the world, the majority basically says, well, you know, can I do it? You know, can, can I do something? Can, can I add something, you know, to my, my schedule, my already busy schedule? And as a result, most people today are just overwhelmed, way overscheduled, you know, busy. Weird people think this way, though. Should I do this? Is this a good thing? Or is it a great thing? Or better yet, is it a God thing? Because life today is just too crowded. And, and people, the majority, just let good things, okay, things that might not necessarily be evil or bad in and of themselves, good things, but let those good things crowd out great things and God things. You know what weird people have the courage to say over and over and over again? No. 
No. They say no so that they can say yes to God's best for them. So they can make their family a priority. So they can make worship a priority. Serving. uh, Giving. What about money? What's normal today as far as the world's thinking about money? How do broke people think? You know how broke people think? Day to day. You know, or, or week to week. Better yet, most normal people. You know how most normal people think? They think paycheck to what? Paycheck, month to month, you know? That, that's, how, that's how the majority of people think today. Do you know how wealthy people think? Probably not, right? <laughs> you know how they think? They think year to year. Or better yet, the, the very wealthy in this world, they think generation to generation. They think legacy. Here, this will mess up your thinking a little bit as far as you know, money and uh, even health. Listen to this little, I I like this phrase. Somebody gave me this sentence one time and I like it. Most people today overestimate what they can do in a week. But they underestimate what they can accomplish in a year. You see, the majority of people just think, oh, I, I got to get this done now. You know, I can, I, can, I can lose 50 pounds in a week. I can, I can get out of debt in a, in a month. And, and they think that way. And they, and they overestimate what can be accomplished in a week. But they underestimate what you could do in a year. They don't think that way. You know how weird people think about money? Weird people say, God's blessed me to be a blessing. Weird people think, how much can I give away? How much can I, how can I leverage God's resources for kingdom purposes? See, weird people realize it's not mine anyway. You know what normal people do? Normal people tip God. Normal people like, oh, whoa, whoa, they're taking up an offering today. Well, you know, not that we don't do that like every single week at pretty much the, you know, every, the same time exactly, you know, every single, but it's a shock. God, well, they're taking up an offering. Well, let me see what I got. Well, the songs were pretty good. Pastor Chris was kind of funny. So here, you know, I'll, I'll tip God today. Normal people, you ready for this? Normal people, they give 2% or less of their gross income to God. In fact, I'll say this, normal Christians today, people who say they're followers of Jesus, give 2% or less of their gross income to God. Weird people. Weird people see tithing as just the beginning. And they give generously. Listen, if you you want something different in, in your relationships, don't do what everybody else does. You know, what's normal today as far as relationships go? Normal, again, is sending your 15-year-old daughter on a car date with an 18-year-old that you've never met who precisely has one thing on his mind. Normal is sleeping around with a half a dozen people, maybe far more, essentially doing married things on the front side of marriage than moving in together, pretending like you're married without having the holy covenant of marriage, and after you've pretended to be married and things don't work out, what do you do? Well, you do what you've trained yourself to do, which is what normal people do. You go back to a relationship without a commitment. And what's that called? That's divorce. What do weird people do? You know what weird young adults do? 
They guard their heart. Weird people don't sleep around. Weird couples who are dating draw a line in the sand physically and together with God's strength they make a commitment not to cross it. If you want what normal people have, you keep doing what normal people do. If you want what few people have, do what few people do. Coastal, it's time to get a little weird. Weird people don't think like other people think. If that turn to your neighbor right now and say, let's get weird. Go ahead and do that right now. Do that. Okay, I know that was a little weird. That was a little strange. I know. That's, okay. If, if you're single here today, you're welcome. There you go. I, I set you up. So, anyway, second big idea if you're taking notes. Weird people don't live like normal people live. They don't. You know, my point is, if you take the Bible seriously, you know, when, when you live according to Scripture and you, you pursue God, you're just going to be different than the world. You are. You know, and, and, and if you're not, if you just look like everybody else and you act like everybody else, and, and most importantly, you live like everybody else, I submit to you, very humbly, you might not have a relationship with the God of the Bible. Because the more you follow him, the more in love you become with him, the less in love with the world you'll be. Your values change. Your, your motivation changes. The way you live is going to change. In fact, Peter put it this way in 1 Peter chapter 2. He said, dear brothers and sisters, listen to this. You are foreigners and aliens here. We make such a big deal today about you know, immigration and aliens and all that, you know, foreigners here. You know what? If you're a follower of Jesus, this is not your home. You're a foreigner. You're an alien here. You know, this, even the United States of America, you're ready for this? It should be a little weird to you because you should be different. You and I as followers of Jesus are missionaries here. He says, dear brothers and sisters, you are foreigners and aliens here. So I warn you, keep away from the evil desires because they fight against your very soul. In other words, if this world is your home, listen, you might as well do whatever you want. Feel whatever you feel because that's normal. But you and I were not supposed to be that way. Verse 12, he says, be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. In other words, be careful how you behave, how you conduct yourself around other people who don't understand. They're not evil. They're not the, you know, they're the object of God's love. You know, but be careful how you act among them, among the majority, among normal people. And he says, even if they accuse you of doing wrong. In other words, even if they say, hey, hey, don't leave us. We're the majority. You know, stay with us. Stay over here. That's stupid. What you're doing is crazy. You're being weird. Even if they accuse you of all that, he says, they will see your honorable behavior and maybe, just maybe, they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. You see, when you seek the God of Scripture, he's going to lead you down a path that's different than normal, that's not like everybody else. You know, I, I'm proud to say that our church is feel, filled with some weird people. You know, that's true. I mean, not, you know, not in a bad way, not even in a good way. I mean in a God kind of way. 
Now, I don't know what that might look like for you. For you, it might be the kind of weird where you make a decision that, you know what? We're going to live beneath our means so that we can be generous, generous people. For you, it might be the kind of weird where you, uh, you take a job that frees up some more of your time so you can devote more of your time to your family or to your children. For you, it might be maybe you've been doing that for a season and maybe God's called you to go back into the workplace or to a particular field because you believe you can be a missionary there and make a huge difference. Maybe God has called you to start a particular kind of ministry. Maybe God has called you to go into full-time ministry and to become a pastor. That's really weird. Maybe you've come out of a wild lifestyle. And for you, that used to be normal. But now you decide to get weird and give all that up. Maybe you and your boyfriend or girlfriend have been living together pretending like you're married, but now you've decided to get weird and remain sexually pure until you get married. Again, I don't know what it's going to be for you. Maybe you've just got this weird kind of faith that says, you know what? I just believe that God's way works and that with God, all things are possible. And so I trust him and I trust him and I believe that he wants to do something through me that other people might not accept, that other people might think is kind of strange, that other people might think is a little bit weird and not even possible, but that's okay because I live by faith and I don't live for this world. You might, you might live with this deep sense of spiritual drive where you're just doing some things that to other people, maybe, maybe even to your own family, they don't, they don't make a lot of sense, but you're not driven by what other people think and what other people say. You live for an audience of one. You live to a holy God. And when you do that, man, I promise you, your life's not going to be like the rest of the world. You see, I I beg you today, join me and join some other weird followers of Jesus of abandoning normal. Because normal's not working. I mean, I don't care what, what category you look at. Normal, the majority, it's not working. It's broke, it's overwhelmed, it's miserable, it's fear, it's shame, it's guilt, it's regret. It doesn't have to be that way. Listen, it's possible that life can be full of joy and peace and fulfillment and momentum and this deep sense of fulfillment, knowing that your life is making an eternal difference. In fact, let let me, allow me, if you will, one more quick rant. Actually, I don't care if you allow me or not. I'm going to do it anyway, okay? You know what? I'm just sick and tired of normal Christianity. You know, this really, it's more like, I call it churchianity. You know, where it's just, just lukewarm, mediocre, half-hearted. You know, what do I get out of it? You know, how's it meeting my needs? Go to church. Not be any different than anybody else. Churchianity. It's so empty. It's, it's risk nothing. Sacrifice nothing. Just go to a church that's all about meeting your needs. It makes you feel good. And go home and just live like everybody else lives. Man, when I read the Bible, Jesus wasn't like that. He actually said, listen, if you want to find life, be willing to lose your life. 
Be willing to give up your life. That's weird. I mean, you, listen, you can go to church all day long. I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm talking about being a worshiper, where worship is not you know, a, a segment of your day once a week. It's a lifestyle where you realize this world's not my home. I'm just passing through. This world's never going to satisfy me. I'm a missionary. I want to live the, the life of Jesus before, before this world. That's weird. That's weird. Listen, you can settle for normal or you can choose something better. Normal is broke. It ain't working today. And so if you want what normal people have, just keep doing what normal people do. But if you want what few people have, if you want life, leave the normal path and get a little weird. You know what? Maybe you're here today and the weird step that you need to take is placing your faith in Christ. You know, sure, the majority says live for yourself. Maybe your friends, family, coworkers, they don't understand this, this next step, this, this place that you're at. But you're never going to find life. The bottom line is you're never going to experience forgiveness. In this life, or in the next, until you place your faith in Christ. What am I talking about? I'm saying there's got to be a time in your life where you go before God and you say, God, forgive me. I want to come home. I believe. I believe what you say about Jesus is true. I believe what he said about himself is true. I believe he's your son. I believe you sent him to this world to show us how to live and more importantly to die for me and my sin and my place because I'm a sinner. I've messed up. And someone somehow has got to pay for that. But you love me so much that you are willing to give your only son to die in my place. I believe he went to a cross for me. I believe they buried him in a tomb. And I believe three days later he rose from the dead and he is alive. And I put all my trust, all my hope in him and what he did for me. Not me, not my own goodness, not my ability to be a better person. But I put my faith in him and him alone. Let me tell you something. That's weird. But normal doesn't work. And then, and then it's not about keeping a long list of do's and don'ts. It's not about that. It's about now wanting to follow Jesus. It's wanting, it's wanting to, to live for him as a forgiven person. Not that so you can appease an angry God, but so that you can thank a gracious, loving, heavenly father. If you've never taken that step, that's the next step for you. And then examine your life. You know, what does life look like for you? You're just going down that, that broad, wide road that everybody else is following? Are you living for Jesus? You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. 
For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.